Greetings in Jesus' name. This is Dr. Shalana Bell, and uh, I want to greet all those who are our fellow listeners, and also want to greet my fellow colleagues, lecturers that are part of this um, online school, Apostle Bell, Apostle Henry van der Zand, Pastor Clint Ross, and Dr. Epi Peterson, um, and all those who are part of the Fivefold Ministry. As I've been teaching for the past few weeks on faith, um, I also just want to continue where we left off last week. Um, and I believe that your eyes and ears has opened up to the revelation of faith, also to the understanding and the knowledge of faith. I want us to go as I want to build my teaching this, this day. From the book of Matthew, Matthew 19, verse 26. In the book of Matthew 19, verse 26. It's a very common scripture that everybody knows. But I'm still talking on faith. But I want to take it a little bit deeper today. And I want to, us to understand that faith is to your service and faith is to your benefit. Matthew 19 verse 26 says, but Jesus, took, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Alright? If we back up just two scriptures before that from verse 23, or three scriptures, then Jesus said to his disciples, As truly I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven and gain and again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus answered and looked at them and said, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Basically, if you look at the context of the scripture, it speaks not directly about being wealthy or prosperous, but it's more about Jesus trying to give us a parable about, listen, in the natural sight, um, we're looking at things where it is very much, um, as we know, a poor person or a, a person that do not have wealth and extreme wealth, it's very difficult sometimes just to let go of these um, earthly assets and, and, and stuff. But he's basically saying this and you are you're looking at the natural eye of um, the human being with all the wealth, with all the happiness and all that. But he's still neglecting one area of his life and that is to have relationship in God and to also enter the kingdom of God. So now everybody always want to say, but um, uh, Jesus is against or the Bible is against prosperity. That's not true. There's 500 scriptures on salvation and there's 3000 scriptures on money and wealth. That gives you a very much broader perspective about how God wants us to prosper and how God wants us to be successful and how God wants us to, to pursue um, a greater uh, career uh, a level of prosperity and happiness but we do not we must not select that word we must not take our eyes from the word of God and our lifestyle in God 
But I don't want to focus on that too much. I want to focus on verse 26. When Jesus said, when with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Many believe that all things are possible. I know that everybody likes to quote that. We quote it every day in scripture. We quote it in our, in our challenges of life. We, ch- we quote it even when we are in prayer. And even when we preach, we, pre- we preach about with God all things are, are possible. But then you have another scripture in the book of Mark 10 verse 27. Mark 10 verse 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Now this is many chapters later. So now we see that um, many people believe that all things are possible with God. But they don't want to believe that all things are possible with Him that believe it. Alright, so let me break it down. So the main thing that we need to understand, everything is focused towards God. Everything is focused towards Him. Everything is focused to what He can do. But when it, when it gets to our part of doing, it sometimes becomes a struggle. Alright, so then we realize, then Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9 verse 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So now there is now something that we got to do in order to see the hand of possibilities and the hand of God move through our lives. So like I said, many people believe that all things are possible by, uh, by uh, uh, with God. They believe with God I can do it. With God I can do it. But they cannot. The, the problem is they do not believe within themselves. You know, um, they have the belief system to trigger point the hand of God in their lives. So if we go further in the word of God, it, it takes me it takes me on a deeper journey in the word of God where we understand that that faith moves where we cannot move. So the moment you believe is the moment you activate faith. And the moment faith is activated, faith is accessing things, places where you in the where you with your physical body cannot go, but faith goes towards that places where you have assigned your faith to move through. All right. So remember last week we spoke about two types of faith: the head faith, the heart faith. And it comes to the point that it's easy to say, with God, I can do it. But can you do it also if you feel sometimes God is not close or God don't hear you? And that is the time that we experience something that is in the scripture that talks about weak faith. All right. Weak faith is when you are at a you feel like there's a distance or a gap between you and God. And it feels like, like you're praying. It feels like you're seeking, you're sowing, you're reading the word of God. But still, there's that gap, that distance, and your faith becomes weakened. But in your subconscious and in your spirit and in your mind, you still think about the scripture that says, With God, all things are possible. But when we go back to the scripture where Jesus said, Jesus said, listen, yes, with God is all things are possible. 
But the, the moment you allow yourself to shift from, I know it's with God, but now with me and God, all things are possible. That's where the sift needs to happen. Because everybody looks at God and say, okay, with God, it is, with God is, it, 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 everything is possible. But we never reach that destination in God to see the hand of God move. Because we are stagnant in our weak faith and we do not allow us to shift and say, listen, if I believe and God is able to let all things abide in me and with me, and through me, and we collide together or join together when I believe everything that was impossible in my sight, everything that was impossible in my accounts, everything that was impossible with um, my, my career, my ministry, my business, everything in that aspect of lack or limited, the moment I started to believe Belief is the entrance to salvation. Belief is also the key to faith. Faith is like a door. You use your belief, the word of God, that enabled your belief. Because the moment Jesus said, if you only believe, all things are possible. So what happens? The man was standing in front of a door, but he needed to believe. The moment he believed, belief is the key that opened the door to faith. And faith opened the door to possibilities in God. Amen. So now we need to understand that if we, if we go into scripture, there is certain enemies that wants to break our faith or even decrease our faith. Let me use that word. Because the moment you're on a high level in faith and suddenly you shift from that high level in faith and you come down to the part that we call weak in faith. All right? So now we understand the enemy, the first enemy of faith. Or let me read the scripture in First Timothy. Let me read first the scripture in First Timothy. Because I want you to get this in your spirit with 1 Timothy. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 6 verse 12. 1 Timothy 6 verse 12. It's a very powerful scripture. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Alright. And it says, there would not be a fight if there were no enemies. Come on now. The scripture in 1 Timothy 6 verse 12 speaks about that we need to fight the good fight of faith. That means that we always win when we fight in faith. Come on now. David went in faith to face a Goliath and he won the battle. How many times Israel, when even when they repented and came out of their sinful nature and they activated their faith, they conquered kingdoms. They conquered many enemies. But now we see that 1 Timothy 6 verse 12 speaks about there is the good fight of faith. The devil also attacks us in our weakness or in our weak areas. Amen. So when we are weak, we always want to quote that scripture, we are strong. Yes, we are strong, but there's a problem. We can only be strong <clears throat> 
if our faith is strong. Hallelujah. So the first enemy of our faith is doubt or unbelief and fear. So we can have doubt and then we can have fear. These two are two major, major, major enemies for the child of God when it comes to your faith. You still believe, you read the word of God that says all things are possible if you believe. Now you say, I believe. But then doubt kicks in. Your mind starts to play. With you like a roller coaster. One moment you say, okay, God's going to come through. The next moment, I don't know what's happening. Because when you look at the odds that is against you, if you look at the letters that is coming towards you that um, you need to pay your debt or your, your house is going to be, be repossessed or, 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 or your bank account or your bank account is on a minus, you see all these things in front of you that are negative and it wants to what it wants to do now, it's attacking your faith. All right? Why is this negativity attacking your, attacking your faith? Because it's not supposed to attack your faith, but it's there to analyze your faith. Your faith becomes weakened the moment you allow the negativity or the things that is against you to dictate your faith and bring doubt or unbelief. Amen. So the first thing you need to understand a lack of knowledge, amen, in your faith, in the word of God, will bring doubt. The moment you have a lack of the word of God in your life, brings unbelief and doubt. And the moment you need to conquer doubt, you will not be able to, because you do not have enough word inside of you, and a lack of knowledge of who God is in the times of trials and trouble. Another thing that you need to understand. If you are unwilling to allow the word of God to govern your life. That means you are not allowing the word of God to govern your life. Because every day when you feed your life with the word of God. You basically what you're doing. You are demolishing Doubt and unbelief. Because the moment the enemy of doubt and unbelief wants to rise up against you. The Bible says, but the spirit of the Lord raises a standard. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is rising up inside of you. And what is oppressing doubt, demolishing doubt and the anointing upon your life. Cast out that doubt and fear. In Jesus mighty name. So the enemies of our faith. Works very harder. And more smarter. The moment. We. Neglect the word of God. Neglect to feed our faith. And allow. Our logical mind. To take over. And negativity. Becomes. Our source of weakness. Another thing that I want to talk to you about. It's called fear. The world likes to emphasize and elaborate on the word fear. They say fear is false evidence appearing real. I totally agree on it. But I can also say fear is a reality. 
I can definitely say fear is a reality. Doesn't matter if the world and you say it's only evidence appearing real. Fear has been the greatest weapon of the enemy. We see it in scripture. Even the disciples, they feared when there was a storm arising while Jesus was in the boat. And Jesus never addressed their fear. Jesus addressed, oh, you faithless generation. He addressed the faith that was weak inside of them. But he never addressed the fear. Because faith eliminates and destroys fear. The moment you don't have faith, I can definitely tell you, you are an agent of fear. You're walking every day in, in life or in the earth with displaying fear. But the moment you allow faith to take over your life, fear is cast out and fear is being removed. If you remember, there was a man by the name of Job. Many love to preach about Job. But they also like to preach about the restoration, the second time when God started to restore Job. If you read Job 1, it speaks about something that some maybe never read before. The Bible says that Satan was all over the earth and he came back to God. But the Bible says that the sin of the children of Job brought so much of fear in the heart and the mind of Job. That Job will go every day praying, Lord, have mercy on my children. Yet the Bible says Job was an upright and holy man. But the fear for his children removed the heads of God surrounding Job's household. And remember when Satan came to God and he spoke to God and he said, listen, I've been everywhere. But then, then God said, did you consider my son, my servant Job? Satan did not even knew that God's protection wasn't any longer. The heads means protection. He was guarded by God's presence. God's divine protection was over Job. But the moment Job started to fear, fear opened up the door for the enemy. But God said, listen, there's nothing wrong with Job. The only problem is Job is fearing. And the moment he feared, I'm allowing you to go into the house, into his family, remove and attack and bring this upon him, but not up, upon his family, but not upon him himself. You can touch everything, but don't touch Job. Why do I say this, this uh, on this day? <clears throat> the moment you allow fear to enter your house is the moment the enemy Fear is the spirit of wickedness and wickedness. Weakness and wickedness. Fear, it is the weapon that demons use. There's something that I teach, it's called demonology. It's where de the, the study of demons, where demons comes and they use certain elements to dictate and control the minds and even the hearts and even the lifestyle of people. So if we look at fear, fear is the greatest weapon for demons to bring down a child of God, a man of God, a woman of God. Because Job was a man of God, 
praying and seeking the face of God, but still he feared for his children. The reason why I'm saying that is the moment you open up for fear, fear will allow you to go into battle because it's a fight of faith and a fight of fear. So the moment you fight and you do not have the word of God as your bullets or as your as your as your as your as your as your weapon, you will fail. Because the word of God say, fear not, for the Lord is near. Amen. So why do I say that? Because this afternoon I'm speaking to somebody and saying to you, do not fear in this time of crisis. Do not fear in this time of bitterness and struggle. Because the moment you fear for something is the moment that thing you're fearing will take over your life, will take over your family, will take over your business, will take over your marriage, will take over your ministry. Because the moment you allow fear to enter is the moment fear will possess your life, your family, your business, your, your household, your children. Why? Because fear, it is a stronghold. Fear allows people to lose their minds and even lose their faith. But the only reason why you're losing your faith, it's not the God kind of faith that you're losing. It's the human part of faith. The faith in the mind instead of faith in the heart. Remember we spoke about the two types of faith. The Thomas faith was the faith I want to see it. The Abram type of faith was the faith I'm believing it until I receive it. Thomas said, I want to feel him before I will receive him. Abram said, I believe him and then I will receive him. So today, dear friend, there's two enemies that destroy your faith. It's doubt or unbelief and it's fear. And fear, we, we proclaim it's false evidence appearing real. But let me tell you, I'm a true testimony. Fear is real. Fear brings depression. Doubt brings confusion. Doubt also brings misery, sleepless nights. Fear brings anxiety. Fear brings uh, 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 nightmares and demonic dreams. Fear allows you to be confused and depressed. But that's why it's important that you know with God all things are possible. Why? Because if you believe, you shall receive. And when you receive that the natural cannot be done by yourself, but it can only be done by God. And now I want to wrap it up to say, how do you deal with this type of stuff? How do you deal with doubt? How do you deal with unbelief? How do you deal with fear that wants to oppress your faith? Wants to press you down when you don't, you believe in God for the house, you believe in God for the money, you believe in God for a fresh revelation, you believe in God for uh, a breakthrough, you believe in God for the salvation of your husband, your children, your family members. But every time you believe, it just becomes more difficult because it becomes more worse. More worst and more worst. The first thing you need to do is to recognize fear. Is to recognize doubt or unbelief. 
and start analyzing it. Start to look at your, at your enemy face to face, like what David done. David looked at Goliath and looked at him and said, you are six foot, you are a giant. You have a sword. You have a shield. You have all this type of stature and, 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 and strength in your body. David recognized him. He analyzed it. A second thing that David also done in scripture, the Bible say, David never yielded. David never bowed before the giant. The moment when Goliath was making a mockery of David and say, you are like a dog. Who's your God? The moment doubt and unbelief and fear start to be at this strongest point, trying to break you mentally, psychologically, physically, spiritually. Don't yield to it. Don't bow before it. Don't, don't give in. Don't say, I, I, I'm, I'm a weak. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Don't say, I'm going to close my church. I'm going to close my business. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sell my house. I don't know how I'm going to make the payments. I don't know how I'm going to pay my cars. Don't yield to it. Don't bow before doubt and fear and unbelief. But this is what I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And a lot, before I say what you need to do is don't even say it. Don't even say, oh, I'm doubt. I'm, 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 I, I, I have too much fear. Oh, 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 I have too much unbelief. Oh, oh, I have too much doubt in me. No, no, no. Don't, don't give this, this thing that wants to take over your life. That wants to limit you from coming out and your breakthrough, your breakthrough in order to spring forth. Don't give this doubt and unbelief and fear a place in your life. Don't allow them to have a seat in your mind. Don't let them sit into your spirit and into your body. But this is what you do. You fight it with the word of God and you fight it with prayer. You fight it with the word of God. You fight it in prayer and then you get up in faith. Because if they say you can't do it, you do it until you can do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You do it until you can do it. I hope you get that. The world say you fake it to make it. All right. I'm saying you do it until you can do it. You fight until you win. You pray until you overcome. You read the word until you understand and re until you receive the word of God. You read the word until you fight with the word of God. Receive the word of God. The manifestation of the word of God. The revelation of the word of God. And until you see the word of God is completed in your life. And the victory belongs to God. Because it was a fight of good fight in the word of God. Through prayer, by your action, by your believing, trusting, and also seeing the outcome. And lastly, 
The Bible says, Whosoever call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Salvation is not a once-off occasion or event or an experience. Every time when you go through a bitter season or a, limita a limitation or even a struggle or even a fight, you call upon the name of Jesus because the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runs to it. So every time when you become weak, it's like when you watch a, a boxing match. There is 12 rounds in a boxing match. And you will always see when they start to fight the first round, both uh, uh, boxes, they are very much active and, and full of energy. But when you look at the last six, seven rounds of the match, you can see they're becoming weaker and weaker. And every time when they hit the bell and they need to sit down, the manager or the coach or somebody that is helping there on the ringside is motivating them, giving them water, giving them something to drink or, or just to boost their immune system and boost their system to go back in the ring and go fight until they win. Today, the Holy Spirit is there. You may be going through a challenge now and this is where you need to understand. When you become weak, Jesus is sitting by the ringside ready for you to call on Him so that you can be saved. Not saved to be a born-again Christian only, but to be saved from your weakness and be strengthened and be empowered and fight the fight with all your might in Christ Jesus because you are more than a conqueror through faith, by the word of God, by eliminating, destroying doubt, unbelief, fear, and experience the hand of God, what was impossible to you has just begun or became possible to you through God, by His grace, and also by His power. Faith works more powerful when you put your faith in God, in the Word of God, and in the hands of God. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. I bless you with this. And I believe with God, all things are possible. But with you and me, if we believe, it shall be possible. Thank you.